That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is Slice. You know who it is. Kathy in the house. Aunt Kathy's here. Aunt Kath. Got my little margarita. That's right. Mama Lace made some marks. Yes, because mm. you know what it is. It's quarantine time. That's baby. right. Things have changed. Mm. The world is different, Catherine. A wee bit. It's a wee bit different. I don't. I shouldn't do that. That was a horrible accent. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, you. No, you keep going. This is. This is when I. Try. That is you attempting to do Powell Mansfield's Australian, Australian accent. accent. Yeah. The only thing I. But know, he doesn't have one. That's his fake one. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I know uh, when you say so, he's like soy, soy, soy. Yeah. So, I love so, you so much. So much. That's it. That's cute. That's kill. It's close. Okay. So the whole world is very different. So if you are following along and listening to us, we, thank you so much. First of all, we love you Hi. dearly. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, we we love you so much. <laughs> we do. Thank you yes. so much. All right. We're, I know you tuned in for cheating stories and not horrible accents, but here's the thing. You're going to get what you're going to get. The first two weeks of yeah. Cheaties, both the main episodes and the minis, were recorded before uh, coronavirus like, took yes. over the world. Even before the scary, like, the talk of it, really. Yeah, I think it was just kind of, like, we knew it was, ha- obviously we knew it was happening in other parts of the world, and we're just real dumb fucking Americans, and we're mm-hmm. like, well, it ain't gonna be over here yet. Ain't ours to deal with. And then, boom, it happened, and our entire lives pretty much got flipped upside down. I haven't been on stage in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, same. My last show was on March 13th, no, March 14th, and that was even like two days after the people started to really quarantine. And But the Aurora yeah. Theater did a really good job. What they did is they, they did not sell to capacity, so they only sold like a certain amount of tickets. They separated everybody in the audience. And they cleaned down the mic and the mic stand between every comic with Clorox wipes, which was really nice. And that was it. That was the last show that I did. After that, we've been home. I'm, I, I did a whole weekend of shows. I was supposed to be out of town. Oh, right. The second I should be out of town. Mm-hmm. Right now, I should be in Ohio. Oh, yeah. I was you supposed to. I had like, an entire tour, tour through Ohio. <laughs> I was, last weekend, I was supposed to be in Pittsburgh for a festival. Oh, yeah. It's the Burning Bridges, like, right? Yes. And that got canceled. Well, postponed, though, right? Let's not say canceled. Postponed. Are they okay. going to do it another date? Mm, do they know yet? At this point, you just kind of learn to be like, well... We'll, we'll see. see. Okay. We're going to see what yeah. the CDC says. I've been disappointed says. enough. Um, yeah. It's like, and you know the weird, like the whole weekend that I was doing shows, I got, so I ended up getting on a bunch of Skull shows, had great sets, had great sets. And then my last show, I didn't have a great set. Oh, and the it worst sits. feeling. I mean, it was fine. It was a fine set. Well, you're a great you know, comic, so I'm sure it was good, but it wasn't your, I didn't, your best, right? Let me right? tell you, people, 
usually a couple people go to the hospital from laughing so hard. Usually, generally, a right? Couple they have to attacks. have like a stretcher and an EMT in the back of the room. Not one for this you. Time. Not even one. Not even one. The show. And I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, somebody die already. <laughs> well, and then the virus heard you, and it said, yeah. "Hold my beer." It said, "Hold my margarita." Hold my marg. Hold my marg. We gonna kill some people. No, yeah. it's not funny. We can't. I mean, but yes. listen. Literally, all we can do is is laugh about it. It is uh, super stressful, and it's very scary. And uh, yeah, my all of my income is based on gatherings of people in public. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been super weird and I was really excited because I had an opportunity to do radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, it was so fun. Thank Listen you. For two shows. Two shows. But it was really cool and they're gonna bring me back. Uh so that's awesome. It's, it's at just Star ninety four in Atlanta and the the drive home show in the afternoons because with Canon. Yeah, because they sent all the DJs home, right? Right, that's what happened. So at first, because it's a super small staff, that there were a tiny enough people that they assumed they could continue to just go in, you know, business as usual, one or two DJs on at a time, no big deal. And so I did two days on the radio. I felt really jazzed about it. <sighs> the, you know, the station was impressed. They were, Baby, you got a face for radio. <laughs> that's what they've always said. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, it went really well. I had a freaking blast. It was, I was like, thank God I've got this going right now. You like are made for that. You really do have a great voice for it. Oh, and man, you thank got you. you got you got the, you got the spunk kid. Oh, I got it. I'm got you'll you be want to be a star. Yeah, I'm gonna make you a star. Yeah. So I was super excited about that, and like I said, it was fun. But then they said, you know what? Let's just follow protocol and send all of the DJs home. So all of the DJs, I'm mean, pretty much on every, probably every station right now. They're all I, I listen to. They're NPR all naked every day. They're all on their couch. broadcasting naked. I just like to imagine Terry Gross is just broadcasting naked from home on. Uh, well, you, Lisa, you were doing NPR. that before the coronavirus. I was, and now I was just calling people on speakerphone naked from my couch beforehand. Yeah. We don't have pants on right now. No, no <laughs> pants. If you're watching the video version of this, uh, no pants. No pants. Yeah, so they got sent home, and obviously, I'm not a full time DJ. I was. It was pretty much my two week audition trial period was starting, and they were like, "Well, we're just gonna have to hold off till things get back to normal, whatever that means." Now. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So I know that it's way harder out there for people in healthcare and other other jobs and we're so thankful for those people. But as artists, it's just it's very it's very scary because I don't know when we'll work again. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you do understand that there is a million times a million professions and businesses yes. that are ten times more important. But, and are being hit harder in, yes, in all kinds of ways, yeah. for sure. But at the same time, you know then that like entertainment is not the first thing that's going to be pushed right. when stuff tries to go back to normal. It's probably going to be one of the last things. It, no, it will totally be the last. Um, because it's not a life or death thing yeah. that people need. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Eventually people are going to want to laugh again. Yes. That's the thing is they're, they're going to be hesitant to go out in public. They're going to be hesitant to go to shows. Uh, that's why I'm so thankful for this podcast, I Catherine. God, just... I don't think I've been more thankful. I know. Like, at first I was like, this will just be a fun, silly thing that we'll do together. And now it's kind of like, it gives me something to look forward to. Just, you know, like, the silver lining and all is that Mofos are always gonna cheat. They're gonna and cheat <laughs> even in the quarantine. Okay, so we are. So you know what? <laughs> Businesses might be dried up. The roads might be empty. 
Our careers might be over. Our careers might be over. But mofo's always going to be cheating. They're going to be cheating. They're okay. Gonna That's what I've been super curious about is how during this quarantine, oh how God. are people still keeping up their side pieces right now? Oh, my good. Qu- oh, I hope they're <laughs> whole. Okay, please. Can I, can I request this? In the near future, if somebody has a story about how, how, they, how they caught somebody because yes. of corona and they yes. were like stayed in their house please we we will we would love to to yes. broadcast that's so topical because we want y'all to wash your hands and not catch corona but we do want you catch that mofo to catch that mofo catch that mofo <laughs> catch that mofo and always have a always have a golf club in your closet have a golf club and also you know if there's going to be evidence uh afterward do wash your hands yeah oh good point because you never know where it's know. been. That's right. You never know. So good. Oh, and you know these dudes aren't coming home and watching. Wait, we're not. We can't anything. characterize. Oh, it's not just dudes. Dudes, dudes, dudes is a uh, unisex. Dudes way. is unisex to yeah. me. I call all I, of the women in my life dudes. Yes. All the time. Yeah. So yes, if I say dude, just know that that is totally unisex. Yeah. Uh, but these cheating ass mofos, you know, they're not washing anything. I'm so since we we're. We're recording this right now. Yeah. Um, we've released our first episode. And since then, I mean, I've got people have been telling me stories out of the world. Like, where oh. they've been starting to tell me, and I'm like listening to these stories, like, this is insane. Where I've had to stop them and be like, I don't want to hear your story right now. Yeah. Get, leave me a voicemail. Yes. And then I want to hear it live on here. Yes. But like, I, like there, it is. It's been beyond, like, it's people's, like, I can't wait. I know. For some of these stories to be told because they're, it's like, it's like, I'm like, why don't you have a Netflix documentary about right. you right <laughs> yeah, now? Everybody's some of these they're wildest, so convoluted stories. and layered. Like there are more, <laughs> there's more detail and twists and turns than the damn Tiger like, King documentary. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. There are so many delicious, delicious crazy crazy stuff. cheating stories and we've only like touched the iceberg because at this point only the first episodes come out yeah of our pod and people literally cannot wait to tell us I, there, there are stories where i'm like i'm like uh, i just I've, i'm like i have this like i feel like there's like this pot of gold of voicemail yeah. that we're sitting on right oh, now we really are so well that's why this podcast can never end because we've got to be able to tell people all of these yeah. crazy stories i mean one a chick was pregnant and her new husband like leaves her to go on an international cheating spree with this chick and he takes her to denmark and these other i mean it just gets there's a a dude uh who his friend is like, or it's his like, I don't know how much details I want to share. Don't share too many details, okay. but Essentially, like. Essentially, it's a guy who's like left his friends and they can't find him. And he's like going to hook up with this homeless man who's robbed him and left him for dead. Yes. <laughs> and that's not even the main part of the cheating story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there are oh, so, so many. Much more to it. There's so much good, good stuff yeah. in there. Uh, so yeah, y'all, please keep calling. We definitely want to hear some quarantine cheating stories. That's amazing. Hopefully you're not cooped up at home with, well, by the time this is out, we don't know if the quarantine will be released, like if it'll be lifted or not. Uh, we don't know how much social interaction we'll be having at that point, but please, if you do know something while you're in home at home with that person, um, stay safe. 
like definitely stay safe and don't start something, you know, to make, uh, I, I don't know, to, to put yourself in danger, um, in, in your house. If you're quarantined, I do want to say that you got to be careful and you might want to wait till it's over to, um, call for help to get out of it. Yeah. But I mean, there's to get uh, out of the relationship, yeah. not out of the house. If it's already dangerous in the house, get the hell out of the house. The um, of and if you need our help, call us, let us know. But yeah, if, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm going for. You're, you're, I'm just um, trying to keep people safe. You're if you're locked down, you can't get out. It's hard to get out. It's not a good time to try to like start snooping around. Um, or is it, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many golf clubs you own. So go for it. I mean, you don't have to have a golf club. You, you can have a fire poker. <laughs> It's all kind of things. Uh, okay. Do we cut this part out? We cut this part out. No, okay. we don't. So when we left uh, uh, everyone, we left them with that that voicemail from mm-hmm. Aaron who called, and it kind of led me to, like it put me back in the same mindset that I was in, back in my my big, big cheating story that kind of like, led to this whole podcast to begin with. Truly. Because you're, because you, you have a bit about it. Yeah. And then when my whole thing happened and I truly like did the whole texting, you know, screenshotted his text message, yep. sent to myself, deleted, blah, 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 blah. Like the whole time that I, like the minutes when I had caught it and realized it and was, I kept being like, I, I gotta tell Lace. Like, this is, <laughs> I, I can't wait to tell Lace. Because yeah. this is like, I felt like I was re-walking in your footsteps. So this truly is the birth yeah. of this podcast. So that's the thing. We're going to call Erin later. We're going to have her on and she's going to tell us her story. But her story involves some sexting she caught the guy with. So here, so I guess this is it. I guess I'm going to tell, this is my story. And if anyone's ever seen me do stand-up uh, in the past couple years, you've you've and you've seen me do a bit where I talk about going through the guy's phone, like Catherine and I have referenced a million times already. That is kind of the story. It's not the whole story. That is a very, very condensed. It's like the end. Yeah, it's the very end, and it's also very condensed version. So I'm going to try, and I'm still really good friends with uh, his siblings and his cousins and all of that. So I'm going to do my best. I mean, they pretty much know the whole story. So and it's, he's not married or anything now, so I guess it, I'm not trying to protect anybody. Also, when you get cheated on, it's just... So, spoiler alert to anybody who knows him who's listening. Um, This is true. This is my side of the story. This is what happened. Uh, You can say, you know, think what you want, but this is it. So, have two more sips of that margarita, if you will. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go down. There you go. Now you're ready. (laughs) All right. So I dated a guy, I met a guy, I don't know how much of the story I want to go into, so Catherine, just kind of lead me along, because okay. I'll i get caught up and just talk for like four hours about this. So... I could listen to you for forever. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that we have nothing else going on in our lives. I know, baby. <laughs> so I met a guy when I was 22, and... What were you doing? Where were you at in life? So... This is actually, this is why this relationship lasted so long because it was when we, the night we met was such a magical moment. I'll tell this, I'll tell this part because it's important to the rest of the story. Uh, it was my, it was actually my 22nd birthday. Mm. And you were, you were so wise. Yeah. So wise. I had, I had had 21 years behind Mm -hmm. me of, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so many experiences and I, 
so my best friend was throwing me a little party. My bur- Oh, let's also. My birthday's New Year's Eve. So I my birthday that. is a holiday, right? Mm-hmm. And they were throwing me a party at her house at the time uh, Beth lived down. Beth is my best friend. She was one of them. She was living down in Grant Park. And she had this little house that she bought with her sister. And it was just gorgeous. And we were just living our lives. We were at the top of our game. Like, everything was just happening. Right? Okay, let me just go back. 21. She's 22 and bought a house? Yes. Cool. She was 21 and bought a house. Yeah. With her sister. And I'm like, I'm on like my sixth house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She has always had her finances and life together. Always. So, yeah. She had enough forethought to, like, go in and, like, get a house and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So we're down there at her house. We're having a little party during the day. She's like, this guy that she used to dance with, uh, she used to dance and sing at a, a show up in Tennessee in Pigeon Forge called the Black Bear Jamboree. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when she was 17, she graduated high school and she literally just like went off to the Black Bear Jamboree and danced and sang there. Mama, daddy, I'm going off to the Black Bear I'm Jamboree. I'm going to the Black Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Beth is going to really appreciate this episode. So she meets her, a friend. She meets a guy who's a dancer and uh, they had a little crush on each other for a while. And his name is Lauren. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say his whole name. So his name's okay. Lauren. And he's awesome. Love him so much. She thought he was a great guy and I couldn't wait to meet him. She had so many amazing, great stories uh, about him. And she's like, well, he's going to actually come into Atlanta for New Year's Eve. And he's bringing some buddies from North Carolina. Uh, And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, now this one guy he's going to bring. I've met him before. He's a dick. She's like, he's a super, like, he's super into himself and he thinks he's hot shit. And the first time we met, like, all he did was just stay in the corner and judge all the women around Mm. him the whole time. And I was like, oh, gross. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. Classic, like, uh, player character in every movie. So, oh, every movie. That guy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so they get there. They, They get into Atlanta. We invite them over for the night. Like, we, you know, have our little playtime during the day, hang out in the house, the girl time, have mimosas and all that. And then we get all dressed up and the guys come over and they're going to go out with us. And there's like three girls, three guys. Perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. So my ex comes walking in the door. He wasn't my ex at the time. So he comes in, he's six, four, he's got long blonde hair. Perfect number. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite number is six, four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and granted y'all keep him. I'm very married and very, very happily married, um, right now and have been with my current husband for like going on seven and a half, almost eight years at this point. We love him, but we're paying He's a amazing. picture. I love him so much. Uh, but anyway, so I just want to put that out there while I'm talking about my ex. Uh, so he comes in, he's very striking, uh, very attractive. He's got green eyes, long blonde hair. Uh, he kind of looks like Thor, like everybody called him Thor all the time, which was just fed his fucking ego even more. Right. So he comes walking in and I'm 20, you know, turning 22 that day. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh my God, this guy is super hot. And Beth is like, lace i warned you i already told you about this guy and i was like yeah i don't care but it's my birthday <laughs> it's my birthday mm-hmm. <laughs> let me do what i want he i can make in- mistakes if i want yeah to. i was like he lives in north carolina it doesn't matter yeah fast forward we ended up like having our first kiss that night and all that um for new I mean, so it's new year's eve i'm oh. 22 
and meet this guy from out of town. Like literally. You're wearing sequins. Oh, worse he, than sequins. You know what I was wearing? So I had had one outfit picked out. And then when he, they, then when the guys got there to the house, I went and changed into another outfit. You absolutely did. So I you are had, 22? Yeah, I'm 22. And so what I decided to wear that night was a low cut V-neck gold metallic mm-hmm. sweater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, from so, Forever 21. <laughs> it was actually not Forever 21, but it was made of the same, it had the same like metallic thread in it that is in sweatshop. Yes. Said. Oh yeah. Just another label on yeah. the tag. And I don't remember where it was. I remember it wasn't Forever 21 cause I went and tried to find it. And then I had to ask the girl I borrowed the shirt from where it was from. And it was somewhere like that I couldn't afford. Yeah. Okay. At the time. So anyway, but I decided to wear it. It was very low cut and it showed my black lacy bra underneath it. And so like out of it, like, are you kidding me? So I wore my bra as the undershirt Ah, and I let it cut. Is it it a cami? Um. Exactly. It was cut lower than my bra. So you, (laughs) you knew that that was my bra, but I was like, you know what? Let me slide it up. I'm 22. I'm 22. It's New Year's. It's New Year's. It's to, boys to the, from out of town. 2010 is going to be my year. It's going to be my year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that you're saying 2010. That's adorable. Thank you so much for that. So long story short, like all of the stars aligned for that to be this like really sexy, memorable night. Fast forward. We, we, we start talking. Me and this guy. We start talking. He comes to visit me in Atlanta. I go to visit him in North Carolina. Within three months, he moves in with me. What? Okay, how did you convince him to just leave his life there? Did he have a job? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So go the pieces on. are coming together. <laughs> pieces are coming together. Um, he just kind of was in a situation where he could just up and leave. Right? He'd had no commitments. Okay. He was living in his mom's basement. Okay. <laughs> so he's also in his twenties too. So let's be let's let's put that out there. Uh but he was four years older than me. And Okay. So twenties, never mind. Yeah. Okay. And so he is, yeah, living in his mom's and he's kind of was looking for a way out. He was in, he was transitioning at the time anyway into like and he adulthood. Found that in that black and lacy bro. That's right. And he wanted to go to a different town. He didn't know where he loved Atlanta he was having a good time you know he had a good time every time he went so he moved in with me um we stayed together for it was so I fast forward six years I broke up with him so we met on December 31st and then I broke up with him on um six years later on January the 13th Friday it was Friday the 13th Yes. Oh, we already talked about that on the podcast, didn't we? Yes. I think we did. Yeah. I just remember everything. Yeah, because the night that I started stand-up was on a Friday the 13th. And the night I broke up with him was Friday the 13th. Yes. So six years and like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, During all that time, we like lived in two different apartments together. Um, Things were not great. We like, I loved his family. I got along with his family a lot. And this podcast is not about him. And the story is not necessarily about him until the very end. That's what's really going to matter. So I'm not going to like, we listen, we were young. We partied a lot. Um, You were were in your 20s. We were in our 20s. Yeah, we were both finding ourselves. I will say when you, now that I'm so old and wise, Mm -hmm. your 20s truly, you don't know who you are. You really don't. And at the time, you think you do. Yeah. And there's so many insecurities that 
as much as it is a fault, it is totally understandable. Yeah. It's so much easier now to look back at people in their 20s and they try to like, like, oh, and this and that and, and my life is over and blah, blah. And I'm, I, I can just, I feel like a grandma because I'm like, oh, baby, it's not. Trust me. You're going to be okay. I promise you. It all feels like the end of the world. Yeah. But it's like last episode when we were talking about high school relationships. Mm-hmm. It's that. But now in your 30s, you can look back in your 20s and go, holy shit, what a moron was I. Yeah. And I feel like life is probably just kind of like that forever. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. You think? <laughs> you think people in their 70s are looking people in their 60s and they're yeah, like, you freaking idiot. idiot. You hadn't learned shit. Yeah, you're going to go through three more divorces. <laughs> Wait till you get your, your first. Your 60s are for divorce. Wait till you get your first hip replacement yeah. and then give me a cow. <laughs> right? So Look at you walking. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> look at you gathering in groups oh, of ten or more. Oh, look at you breathing on your own. Okay. <laughs> hey, why don't you come to me when you need assistance? <laughs> breathing. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Okay. Yep. So during all of that time. It was very tumultuous. It was very toxic. It was not a healthy relationship in any way whatsoever. Um, He was, uh, there was, I'm trying to be careful because I know this is a podcast and I know that there, you know, I'm not the only person involved in this, but there was um, a lot of gaslighting, a lot of you're crazy. I was told I was crazy daily. Um, And then it all ended up, panning out to be why I felt so crazy. I constantly felt like he was cheating and lying constantly. Mm. Uh, and now as a woman who's been with somebody for almost eight years, um, who doesn't lie, I've never had the same feeling in my gut with my husband that I had the entire time with my ex, Mm -hmm. the entire time. It was like, I always knew he was up to something that, and, and he would, he, and I knew he was lying about, all of his whereabouts, all of his interactions with people, where he was going, what he was doing when he would go to places, uh, the, the close women in his life, the people at the restaurants that he worked at and, you know, customers freaking like people he worked with. I always knew there was something always. And so granted, yeah, maybe I did like not trust him. Maybe I did fight a lot with him and he would fight back and we would get a knockdown drag out screaming, yelling matches, most nights of the week, there was also always way too much alcohol involved. Um, and he was an angry drunk. Like he would get, he would hit, hit a point where he would just flip it like a, a switch would flip and he was just not nice anymore. And I've never been a mean drunk. I've always been the fun party drunk, but I will, I can attest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I get, I, I can, I can do it when I want to get just, you just create karaoke. Yes. Even if there's no karaoke no, there, no. I will make karaoke happen. Yeah. And yeah. So I've, I've always been like that and I'm not trying to paint myself as a, saint or whatever, but, and I would fight back with him, but it would take him starting it every single time. Yeah. So that was my life for six years and it was miserable. And I would cry myself to sleep at night. Most of the time I had locked myself in the bathroom many, many, many times, just crying on the tile floor. I'll never forget that. Uh, it just sucked. It was just a shitty, sucky relationship because things could have been great. They could have, they could have been good. Um, he was, I think honestly, deep down, he's a good guy. 
uh, who's just, you know, he dealt with his, he was dealing with his own demons. Demons. He's got his demons. He had his demons. He has, you probably, I I don't, I'm projecting. No, please. He fell in love with, with the good heart that he has. Yeah. Cause he's a big, he's a big character. He was super like charismatic. He was very loud. He can like recite a bunch of like funny movies and quotes and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, he definitely draws people in, Yeah, you know, just a big personality, just a big guy, like just, you know, but you're, then you go home and you're dealing with, with all of us. That's where he gets to turn off that switch. Mm -hmm. And then you get to deal yeah, because it was like putting on a show for other people in person all the time. And then at home, there was no show. It was just what was underneath that big show. Yep. So it sucked. It really sucked. It sucks. And I don't like to look at that time and think that, like, I wasted six years. Because I don't think that I did. I mean, it's easy to think that. But I, I wouldn't know what I had now. And I wouldn't be who I am today if I wouldn't have gone through the hell that I went through yeah. that whole time. I. I, I I feel like I've been saying this a lot, not to make this all about me, but no, please. Uh, I'm I'm used to you. I know you. I know that you do. <laughs> no, I, I I like I've said that. Like I don't regret yeah. the time wasted because it really does make you yeah a stronger person. Yeah, it really does. And you don't well, and also you can't appreciate. Nothing you can't. I don't want to say you can't appreciate things in the future, but. It makes it so much easier to appreciate what you deserve later oh, when you've yeah. dealt with shit that you absolutely did not deserve. Yeah. It helps you recognize mm-hmm. what's okay and what's not okay. And what's okay. not okay. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, and that's the thing, is like during the time I was like, none of this is okay. This feeling is not okay. But I was so wrapped up in us mm-hmm. and that this is us and we're in this together. And if I've already put in two years at this point, if I leave, that's embarrassing. Okay. At this point, I put in four years at this point. Mm-hmm. If I leave, like I look like a failure, you know, if I now, and then it's six years, I mean, it, it just keeps, you keep doing that and saying those lies to yourself. And it's not like I thought I was going to change him necessarily. I just thought things would change. I yeah. thought maybe with a better job, maybe when we're out of the restaurant industry, maybe when we're, you know, maybe if we stop drinking, maybe if this, maybe if that, you know, if mm-hmm. we got married, when we're older, when we're, and none of that, I, and I started to slowly realize that what am I waiting on? Why am I thinking what if all the time? Because mm-hmm. it's, and then I had to just look at myself and go, nothing's changed in six years years it's exactly the same as it was six years and worse because I'm getting older and more mature and my dreams are getting bigger and my goals are getting bigger and this is only weighing me down this whole relationship this whole lifestyle and what I learned slowly is like I lost friends uh we could not do group things together we would try to yeah we would try to have like I, I love to host and entertain and have yeah. people over and do things. And I, I find every excuse to do that now. And I couldn't because inevitably we would be in a fight in front of everybody, a public fight all the time. We'd go out to bars and it would start out. The night would be great early on in the night. Everybody's having a good time. 
uh, one too many drinks or a shot or whatever. He says some dumb shit or he's on his phone too long or he disappears or he gives me an ugly look or whatever. And then shit would hit the fan. I would say something. He'd smart off to me. I'd smart off back to him. And then next thing you know, we're in a knockdown drag out in front of people with an audience. You're like, I don't even care at this I don't point. even care. Right. And we yeah. would be shit like that. Like we would stop off and leave each other in, in bars and restaurants. And it was just so unhealthy. I mean, bad. And I've said multiple times, like I was in an abusive relationship and I was, I will definitely, he didn't hit me. It wasn't like that. We didn't hit each other, but it was, it's abusive because you continue to cut each other. And that's the thing is he used words. He used cut down words. So he would call you names the entire time, like you're fighting. And then the next day he would apologize. Oh, and then he'd call you names again the next night. And then the next morning, apologize. That is, I have a close family member, <coughs> dad, who, <laughs> that, that's what they do. They, they, they will say whatever they want in the moment. Yep. And then just in the back of their head, you know, they're like, I'll just apologize in the morning. Yep. It's, the apology is not sincere. It's, no. I, I can get away with anything as long as I, can I apologize, I apologize in the morning, for it. And then I'll go get drunk and then do that exact same thing yep. the next night. Yep. Yeah. That, and that's the relationship I was in. And I'm sure so many people have been in relationships like this. And also, I'm also talking about something that was, you know, almost a decade ago. And, you know, I know people change and they grow up. And, and I, I still, you know, I'm enough in touch with him that I know that his life's moving on and he's in a, in a healthy, happy relationship right now. And I think that's great. And that's wonderful. Um, the good news is, is the girl that he's with now has seen me do stand up, and she's seen me do <laughs> these bits about him. So, uh, none of this is going to come as a surprise, but the thing is, is it was just very, um, uh, damaging to both of us right? Like, yeah, it wasn't healthy and I was not my best. And I, I definitely flung some names and said some shit, you know, to him too, and acted a fool and stomped out of many of restaurants and places. But, uh, it definitely was always me ended up, you know, crying myself to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him apologizing in the morning. That was always how it ended, how it ended up every time. So let's fast forward to the end of this whole thing. So six years of this, my life's trying to move on. I'm trying to like do things differently. And I know that if I don't, you know, if you keep doing the same thing and you want different results, that's insanity. Right. And so I knew I needed to change some stuff. That's harsh though, to say that's insanity, but that is the definition of insanity. What did you, what would you tell yourself? Would you always just be like, well, it'd be different if this, I, cause I always tell myself like relationships are work. This is normal. Oh, that, that too. Oh, I did that. And then once I got past, (laughs) Like I, I did that, that. There was a tinge of that. There was also just your ego is attached to it too, right? Yeah. So you're like, I've been with this person publicly so long that, like, I can't. Im- it becomes your norm. Yeah, it's your it's life. Your, it's also just normal, and you're also in a routine, and you're in. It's it's even as bad. Like even at the very worst, it was still the the hell that I knew. Yeah. Like the hell yes. you know is better than the hell you yeah. don't know. Wait, did he move in with you after three months? Yes. Okay. So we so lived together the entire also, that's time. That's also the thing. When they move in, also it becomes mm-hmm. your reality that you... Totally. Yes. It's like, well, this is truly my life. Oh, our lives were completely intertwined. Yes. All of our things. Yeah. I was in his sister's weddings. Wow. Like yeah, it was so tied in. Like we were so looped up in each other's lives. It was so hard yeah. to see where one ended and the other one started. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
but everyone around us and I'm everyone looking back, especially after we broke up, like uh, everyone was like, holy shit, thank God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where were y'all? Right. The whole time. Hi. When, when, like, where was this conversation? I, I know. I know. Four months ago. But I, 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 don't, like, I don't know if you can blame somebody for saying, where, why, were, why didn't you tell me this ahead of time? Because it's always like... It's hard. Because what do you say? And are those people even going to listen to you? Are you going to listen to them? Or are yeah. you just ending a relationship and they're going to be with that person anyways? Yeah. Versus can I just be there to support them when they're hurting? Right. It's very tough. And also when they're in that, they're not listening fully. I would not have listened fully. And I do th think that friends did try to say things. But like I said, I lost friends. There were people that we would hang out with that would no longer ever hang out with us, wouldn't return phone calls, this, that, and the other. Okay, so let's fast forward to that like gut feeling I always had. I always thought he was cheating. I always thought there was something going on. There were multiple occasions. There was like one time you went to North Carolina to hang out with a bunch of guys and something went down. There was a message that I either, and this, th these details are fuzzy. Like I can't remember all of the details of this, but I definitely remember some sort of messages from some girl and I think it was either through his Facebook messenger or something like that. And he's like, no, 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 that didn't mean this. She's just flirting, blah, 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 blah. So that was kind of the first evidence that there was like something with did, another woman. Did it, like you, did he miss, did he send you a text message? You meant to send somebody else or did somebody send you a screenshot? No, 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 no. That, I'll get into that. So the thing that, that reminds me from Aaron's uh, message, which was about the sexting, that is the final, that was the final, final okay. thing. This was somebody else though. So that was like the first straw that like, I was like, okay. So he went out of town. There was something going down. There was some girl there. He swears nothing happened, but something that his buddy said in a message. And then this girl sent him a message. And then he said, oh, she's just obsessed with me. She just likes me, blah, blah, blah. And I half kind of listened to him. I didn't want to believe that he did anything with anyone else. So I just kind of let it go, right? That was like the first almost hard evidence. Then, and I was always jealous too, because I had this gut feeling all the time that he was cheating. So yeah. I was uber jealous. I'm never jealous of my husband. Like it's, it's, it, it's I so do, weird. I truly think jealousy is tied to being, um, suspicious. Yes. Because I knew something was up. So that's why I was like possessive you, and yes, jealous. Because and you have that. a reason because you're like, cause I, thought, I have something to protect because it's being threatened because it's being threatened. Yes, exactly. And I never feel that way now. That's why I know that like, anyway, that's, that's how that's, you got to trust your gut. When people yeah. say that they they mean that. Yeah. Um, cause it is a real feeling. So anyway, that was one time. And then he also like, he would talk about his ex. He had dated this other girl before me for five years and he would bring her up like in such a high regard and, and, like, like to make you jealous? Yeah. He would say, oh, she, she would do this. She would say this. She's a beautiful, wonderful person. She's this and the other. And I would be like, can we not talk about her right now? Like, why are you talking about her yeah. so well? And he's like, well, she is. I'm not going to say she's not. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, well, why are we talking about her? Why do you bring her up constantly? Like that upset me a lot. So the night that I broke up with him, I had picked, okay, so he, we were sharing a car at the time and he had waited, he had come to pick me up. Um, it was my car that we were sharing and, uh, he had come to pick me up from my job. I was working in a restaurant and he waited for me to get off work. I wasn't off work on time that he wanted me to be. So he shows up super drunk. He sits at the bar and proceeds to get 10 times drunker than he was when he walked in the door. 
So he had driven my car drunk to my job, to my place of business. I was working. I said, I can't, I can't make these customers leave. So I don't know how long they'll be here. I'll be here for a while. So another hour and a half or so goes by before I get cut and, you know, do all my closing duties and get out of there. By the time I take him out, he is beyond, he is like peak, like probably should be hospitalized for how drunk he was. Okay. Okay. While he was drunk, he was loudly at the bar. He had sidled up next to some woman that I've never met in my life. Mm -hmm. She starts talking shit about me with him. He's sitting at the bar. He's so drunk. He starts to talk shit about me. She doesn't know me. She gets on board with him and she's like, yeah, this dumb fucking girlfriend of yours. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I can kind of hear that they're talking shit about me while I'm working and like waiting tables and, and he drove covering your car. And he drove and my he's... car. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of hear it. And then one of the bartenders, so I bartended too, but this night I was on the floor and one of the bartenders said, hey, you got to get him out of here. He is so drunk. And he said, also that one, they're talking about you at the end of the, he's like, this is getting real like dicey. I don't know what's going on. Um, but they were giving me a heads up. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And at this point, this is the very end of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I knew for months that I was going to get out of it. And I knew that I was going to get out because I'd started talking to my girlfriends about, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. And I just needed to set things up. I need to make sure money was okay. I need to make sure I could afford my rent um, or at least had somebody to help me because, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get a roommate or what. I just had to make quick decisions. So yeah. I was started to like put the plan in place by talking about it. And I was like verbalizing the plan out loud. So I'm telling people and I start to like, and I'm just kind of waiting for that final moment. Like I needed, and when I do the bit on stage, I talk about like, I finally caught him cheating. That's part of the story, but that's not the final story. That's not how it went down. How it actually went down is I finally get off work that night. He gets in the car. Uh, we drive, we start driving down the road. It's like a 15 minute drive to our house in the car. He just starts to just say mean things to me. He's just, I'm not drunk. I was working. So I was not, I had, had no alcohol. He was 10 sheets to the wind. He starts talking shit about me. I am, this story's going on way too long. No, it's not. It's so good. Okay. This episode's going to be long. Sorry, y'all. Uh, so uh, I, he starts, he starts calling me names and all of this. And I was like, who were you even talking to at that bar? Who the hell was that woman? He's like, I don't know, but she agrees with me. She agrees with me. You're this and you're that. And I'm like, what are you even, you mean the fact that like, I don't know, uh, you owe me like three months of rent and you know, this apartment's under my name and you're driving, we're driving my car back to the house. Like what, what could you possibly be complaining about, about me? And Then he goes on right before we get full up to the house. He says, you know what? I, he said, I never, I've never loved you as much as I loved insert his ex's name. So then he just says her name to me and he says, I never loved you this whole time as much as I loved her. And I, if I would have been, on a bridge. I cannot say that I would not have driven off of it (laughs) with both of us in it, just knowing that it would have hurt him so bad. I I guess you'll see her in her dreams. Yeah. I 
was I've never in my life been so angry behind a wheel before. Um, I was like, fuck yeah, motherfucker, that's all I needed to hear. That was it. Thank you so much. I'm so fucking glad you said that. And I start like, I am laying on the gas at this point, and I think that last half a mile home, I might have driven like 90 miles an hour on like, like surface streets, yeah. not the highway. Like you have no tires streets. when you get home. No tires. And we there was like a like a hill on the way to our house, and then a hill down the other side to get to that apartment. And I was like, get up, get up, so That's what I wanted this whole time. That's all I needed to hear. Because in my head, like I said, I knew he was cheating. I knew something. I didn't think he was cheating with the ex, and I was right. I, he wasn't, but he said those words to me knowing that was the absolute most painful thing he could yes. say to me. And so I said, thank you. I, I screamed and yelled and pitched a fit. I pulled up in our spot, and I just like, <laughs> slammed on brakes. Get the fuck out of my car! And he's like so drunk. He's like, all right, whatever. I don't care. And he like gets out of the car. And I go up where we live on the second story of this, um, these, it was condos, I said apartments, but it was condos and we rented from an owner. Uh, and, and I just go in and I just start grabbing his stuff out of the, out of his closet and I start grabbing it and I just start throwing it over the balcony. God, so such a fun yeah, so I just grab big handfuls of stuff off the racks. And I just start throwing, and then I walk just back in, just and throwing, and the dog is like watching me, and she's just like, "What's happening, mommy?" And I'm like, "Don't you worry, we're getting rid of." We just want of. you to know it's not your fault. A lot of dead weight. It's not your fault, baby girl. You did everything you could, done. <laughs> to learn mommy. So I, yeah, I start throwing everything over the balcony. I've had it. Like I'm. At, this is it. This is the. I've literally hit the end of my fucking rope. I've reached the end of my rope. Uh, so I don't know what happened to him that night. I don't know where he went. I don't know what happened. So I call my best friend, Beth, again. And i uh, just bawling. I'm like, you can barely understand a word that I'm saying. And uh, she gets, she. and it's, at this point it's like 2 a.m., by the way. And that's when all this was going. So first of all, late at night. I had also been working a double shift at the restaurant that day. So I'd been on my feet for like 16 hours at the end of all of this. Um and God. then he says that to me and I'm like, finally, this is it. So I call her, her and her amazing, her, her ex at the time, she's married with kid and all that now. And she's super happy, but her ex was super lovely. And he, he drove her over to my house. They picked me up. Uh, her ex let me sleep in their bed with her that oh. night. And then he was like, I'll go take the couch. You two girls or the guest room or whatever he took it th- that night. And he let us have their main, like, queen bed so that Beth and I could just cry and Aww. just like she could just hold me and just tell oh, was me that Lauren? Um, no so Lauren wasn't was never her her boyfriend okay okay, okay. that was just her friend sorry he's such a great guy and he's still a, a, a good friend and okay. I love him so much um, but so no her the the ex yeah was so That's kind sweet. and then the next morning like we got up we had some breakfast or whatever and then they drove me back to the house and we get back to the house and all of his stuff is still outside Everything I threw over the balcony is God. all still there. Can you just imagine though? Like if I was the just neighbors. like, <laughs> if you, if I, if I, 
walked outside, I was like, somebody fucked up. (laughs) If you walked out and saw that, you were like, everybody, you know, everybody's thought was like, I remember that time. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly, you know, the neighbors were just like, yep, been there. Yeah. They're just walking by, just, just clothes hanging off of trees. Their dogs stepping over. Yep. Just basketball shorts stained boxers. Yeah. (laughs) Just, there were just basketball shorts hanging from the trees. Um, man, what a, what a time it was. What an image. What an image. What a time. Uh, so that, uh, so I get home, he's not there. It's midday or it's like at noonish or whatever. And he's not there. All his stuff is still outside. So I go, um, I start cleaning the house, getting ready to like live my new single life. Right. That's you. Clean up the house, take the dog out, uh, you know, make myself a little lunch or whatever. And he comes strolling in later that day. It was still daylight. Uh, so it was probably, let's say like four ish. He comes strolling in. I didn't see how he got there. Didn't see what car he got out of. He, he literally looked like he appeared out of nowhere because I could kind of see outside. No one pulled up in front of the house. He just kept, he was just, he was just walking down through the neighborhood. So someone had brought him back and okay. dropped him off far away mm-hmm. and it was fine. I didn't give two shits and didn't say a word to him. It was over, blah, blah. Now we're going to have to fast forward again. So fast forward, uh, he does not move out. He goes and gets his boxers off. He eventually, over the next day and a half, gets all of his stuff from outside, brings it back in, or piles it in his car. I think he did that. A lot of threatening to leave. A lot of, of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. And I'd go, great, sounds great, wonderful. How about you do that? How about you go, bye, I broke up with you. Remember how I did that? Uh, So he spent the next, like, week and a half, two weeks trying to convince me to not kick him out, to try to make this work. And I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You know, I didn't mean to say that. The same rigmarole that we've been through a hundred times. And I was like, no, you did. And you were as drunk of you, uh, drunker than you've ever been in your life. And you said that to me. So I know you meant it. Because you could barely function as a human. And you chose to say those words to me. And I believe him. I believe it. I finally, finally, finally believe you. What you believe is that this person is like, wants to hurt you. Yes. To make yes. themselves feel better. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like, like as much as you believe the, actually what he said. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the meaning behind it. No, but I finally, it. yeah, I finally was like, you know what? No, you've been telling me who you were for years and now I finally see it and I see it in a whole new light and thank you so much. Goodbye. So then he will not move out. He finds 8 million excuses. He does try to move out a couple times, tries to go live with a friend here, live with a friend here for a couple days, live with a friend here. And the whole time I'm like, dude, you've got to get out of the house. You cannot live here. You go live. I, would, I was looking online. I would send him links to um, cheap cars. I would send him links to cheap apartments. I would find stuff for him, trying to help him get out. And of course, like over, you know, months go by and over that time, of course I slip up and we end up sleeping together again and, you know, a couple things, but never, I never wanted to get back with him. I was like, I'm, I've got to be a healthier person. I've got to move on. He's got to move on because this is unhealthy for both of us. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so it's a weird, it's a weird thing. So like four or five months go by and he's still living in the house. Is he giving you, is he still paying you rent? No. Okay. So that was his other excuse. What? So that was his other excuse. He, what was his excuse? Was no money. I'm like, but you're working. So where's your money? What are you doing? Has he ever paid you that rent? No. So he still owes me for all that. All that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's living there. I'm paying everything. I'm like, you've got to get out in his sob. So he would have sob stories constantly about all the reasons why, um, he couldn't Mm -hmm. leave. 
Mm. And, uh, Ooh, I'm having PTSD. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun to go through. Um, and then were you like, you were going, were you going on dates? Oh yeah. I was going on dates. I was hooking up. I was like, I had a list in my head of you, like all the dudes that if I was ever single, these are the dudes I would go on a date with or whatever. And I did. That's I what did you it. told me to do. Yeah. I, I made a list and I went through that list and you know what? Some of it was what I thought it would be. Some of it wasn't, you know, no, you no, don't know. doesn't Tell matter. You, you know. gotta find out. Yeah. You gotta find out on your own. So I had a good time. I had fun. I'm sure he did. did. He I don't know. The, I don't know what he knew. I didn't try to, at this point, like I felt for the first time in my twenties, I felt like I had full control yep. and was like, I don't care what you do. Like I finally felt autonomous and I was like, I'm going to do me. You do you, boo. And every now and then, like I said, I'd slip up and like, you know, it's hard when he would creep off the couch and creep back into the bed and it's hard not to go into old habits. Um, but, and I was net, but I knew I was, the option of getting back together was not there. Yeah. That was not an option. All I needed was one more. So I let this all happen because I let his excuses work and I just needed one more big giant red flag. Like if I hadn't seen enough red flags, I needed one more to finally be like, get out of my life yeah. forever. You need to, you, it reminds me of like, do you remember like when you were in PE and mm -hmm. you were little and you did the, the giant parachute and mm -hmm. you had to crawl mm -hmm. under it? You're mm -hmm. like, you need something to like, mm -hmm. you can't get out from under it. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, okay, like it needs to like suffocate. Can we you. lift this thing up? Yeah. I gotta yeah, get yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I needed one more thing, right? Because I was still feeling sorry for him. I was still like back in my old habits. And I was trying to live my life and move on. During that time frame, I started comedy. So I did comedy. <laughs> that changed my whole life. Saved your life is what you meant? It changed my whole <sighs> life. Like I finally found something that I was looking forward to, that I was like, I could get better at. I could, like, I met a whole ton of new people. And it's, I... It might be the Mark's talking, but it's truly... Comedy is the best thing. It really is. Like, yes. it really is. And so I had this whole new world, right? And I had this... Something to be, like, excited about and oh, give you worth. Yes. And it gives you something, like... And then I was somebody. I wasn't just yeah. a bartender with yeah. a bachelor's degree and in a bad relationship that everyone was laughing at me. Like, like that was my life before. Yeah. And then my new life was, I'm this new comic on the scene and all these people are being nice to me and no, I'm meeting and you, people yeah. and I'm trying to do new things. I'm getting laughs on stage. I'm getting fed in a million other ways. Yeah. And like, you're like getting up there and like expressing yourself and like truly comedy is like talking about your own damn that's self. That's all I was doing. It's so cool. Finally and talking like, about my life. That gives you so much worth. It does. It really truly does. <laughs> And yeah. so, and so I had that and then I had quit that job that I was in, uh, because it was super toxic too. And I was at the end of my rope and I continued to work in restaurants. I was working in other restaurants, but that one I had to get out of cause that one restaurant I was in for four years. Jeez. Um, and that's just dangerous to your whole well being. And so, so many things in my life had changed. Right. Also during that time, I had finally met the guy that is now my husband. Oh, <laughs> So I met him at a show one night and, uh, they, like we just clicked from the beginning and we, you know, I could tell that story any other time, but, um, things were good. We were just kind of dating off and on. He was touring at the time. So he would call me from the road. He'd call me from the road and he'd be like, I'm so bored. I'm, I'm driving through like Oklahoma right now. Let's talk. And then we would just sit on the phone for like five hours at a time. 
uh, and just talk and share our lives and all that while my ex was, he would come in and out of the house at God knows whatever and random ass hours. And, you and just don't care. And I just didn't care. I didn't care where he had been, yeah. what he was doing. Um, but I was still giving too much of myself because he was still living in my home yep. and he was still right up underneath me and still eating things in the kitchen and still like we were still living a life like we were together except without the romance mm-hmm. and <laughs> the rare romance that we had had. Um, but anyway, finally, it finally happened. So the ex had started creeping back into my life again about the same time I had met my husband. And, um, but my now Jared, my husband, we were not exclusive or anything. We were not a couple couple yet or at all. We had just met. And my ex was obsessed with that because I think I had said something maybe at home. And he was like, so do you like this guy? And I was like, hmm, I don't know, I might. It was the first guy he had asked about. He hadn't asked. He hadn't been interested in anything else. He didn't care. And I know he probably knew that I was out and about doing other stuff with yeah. other people because we all knew the same people. And uh, didn't ask me. This Jared bothered him so much because I had met him and I talked about how great he was. And I was like, and he's going to help me with comedy. And he's so nice and he's so friendly and he's so funny. Oh, my God. Here, let me play some of his comedy oh! for you. <laughs> Wait. Rewind. <laughs> Let me get this image in my head. You, Lace Larrabee, mm-hmm. are sitting there with your ex-boyfriend yes. who is still, still living off of you. Yes, yes. And you're like, let me play some yes. tapes of yes. my badass <laughs> yes. guy yes. I'm into. And yes. you're making your ex yes. watch Jared, yes. the guy you're into, just rip on stage. <laughs> yes. Just kill. I mean, yeah. doesn't get any better. That is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I I bet I tr- I bet his penis shrunk three inches. <laughs> that is, yeah. Damn, he was the best. real obsessed God, with that. If I could, I'm not even, I'm not even a player in that scenario, and I wish I could just go back and sit there and watch his face. Dude, he hated it. He was oh, not so, good. so for the first time in all those months, he was like living off of me and living with me and doing God knows what, living his freaking dreams out there. Um, I, he, then he got all obsessed with Jared and he's like, if you kissed him and at that point I hadn't, I hadn't done anything with Jared. And I was like, but you no. said yes. No, I was just like, it's none of what I said instead was it's none of your business. I just that kept right. saying, it's none of your business. None of this is your business. Nothing like you, you made your bed. You're, you're doing what you're doing out there. I don't give a shit. I don't ask you questions, dude. Don't ask me questions. Yeah. And, um, but then he started, so that put the, that like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, like Nailed. that put a seed in, oh. in him to try to make us solid again. Okay. So then he became this entirely different person and he starts trying to be romantic and complimenting me and take, he like took me out to dinner and he's just like all back in my life again. And, um, and so it wasn't just like him out doing his own thing and me out doing my own thing. We weren't dating, dating, but we, he was just, he was just all, all sweet again. It was, it was like the first time we met him trying to like lure me in and win me over and, uh, impress me and whatever. And I was like, this is so bizarre. So he's like telling me he loves me and he wants to make this work and he thinks this can really work and blah, blah, blah. And then, so because he's trying to get back in my life, you know, he's sleeping back in the bed again. And 
he comes home one night. We're not a couple in any way, but, you know, he's trying to make us a couple again. And he comes home super, super drunk late at night, and he leaves his phone in the living room. And he goes into the bedroom. Merry Christmas. And I'm like, Merry Christmas. This is it. I got to find out because this motherfucker is trying to get back with me. And I've got this other amazing guy that I've met who I have every butterfly in the world in my stomach for, and I'm super interested in him. Um, so I need to know, I need to, I need to know some information. Yeah. So I start going through his phone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. (coughs) scroll, 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 reading everything that looks suspicious and interesting. I'm just trying to follow what he's been doing for the past few months since I broke up with him. Um, and I see pretty much anything that was like recent that I knew started in whatever recently, I didn't truly did not care. I would click on and I'd see like sexting and, you know, naked, these, all these girls would send him naked pictures of themselves and stuff. That was a big thing back then. Uh, I I guess people are still doing that. I don't know what they're doing now. Like show me your hammer Thor. Yeah. So that's exactly, exactly what kind of bullshit was going on. And so I'm looking at all these and I did not care about any of the ones that were recent, but then I saw something I, can't, I mean, I cared a little bit because I needed to see how far back they went. So that's what yeah. I was doing. So I would like click on the ones that I knew he was like hooking up with or whatever. And I was going through the text and I would see him at scroll, scroll, scroll. And I'd be like, okay, cool. That started post me breaking up with him. I don't care. There was one particular one. It was so crazy because he had her saved under a guy's name. And it was a guy that we both knew. Well, here's the thing. The guy that we know, this is the, so, so much of the story that I can't get into on stage when I do this bit. But the guy that we know goes by his last name. <clears throat> but he had him saved. This was a text coming through f- under his first name. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you see where I'm going here? Oh, it's those little things you're like, something. So I was like, fun. that seems interesting. Yep. So I click on because I'm like, but that's not what he calls him. He doesn't call him that. Yeah. So do we know another so-and-so? Yeah. We can just say it. Fuck. The, the guy's first name was Jonathan. I'm not going to say his last name. So the guy's first name was Jonathan and, and he had it Jonathan. And I was like, but we don't call Jonathan, Jonathan. We call it. So is this a different Jonathan? This is interesting. And then the last text did not seem something, seem like something a guy would send to my ex. So I click on it and I scroll back and it didn't take me, but like two scrolls to see. Two scrolls is it? To see them talking, like sexting with each other. And I was like, which truly, even in a five-year relationship, I don't think I'd have the ability to do. But sorry, go on. Yeah, but no. So I scroll back and I see that. And I'm like, who is this? Because this is a girl. Like I can realize, I can, I can, I notice through the conversation. Like the, the LOLs. <clears throat> yes. Oh and my I'm God, like, this like... is not a guy. Because at first I was like, oh man, is he gay? Is he hiding like a gay relationship? Holy shit. Oh, this would, you know, explain a lot of anger he's had. Um, and a lot of self-hate and, you know, insecurity. And then, so I scroll back and I'm like, oh, it's not a guy. It's a woman. Oh my God. And I start to realize, and then I see some naked pictures of her. I don't see her face. I see her body. I see her boobs and everything else. And I'm scrolling back. And then he calls her by her name in the text messages. And that's when I knew who it was. And she worked Was the date? Like, was it? Oh, get ready. So before I can even get back there, this is still within the time that I broke up with him, right? So I start to get, I get sick though. Like hers is the only one I got sick at my stomach. 
Mm-hmm. She worked with him. She also was a bartender where he worked. And multiple nights I had sat at that bar waiting for him to get off work to give him a ride home on the nights that I wasn't working. So the, the mm. rule was mm. I would pick him up with my car or vice versa. He would take my car and come pick me up at that time. So we I had talked about that feeling. Oh, like yeah. When you're reading that and like you're shaking. I am nauseous from the inside. I'm sick. I could throw up. It's a shaking that you can't stop. No. And it's like. No. Yes, you can't control sh- it. You yes. can't stop it. Yeah. I am. I'm shaking. My insides are shaking. My outs. Mm-hmm. My hands are shaking. I'm reading it. And all I'm thinking is. This shit better have fucking started after I broke up with him. That's all I need to know. I scroll back. Oh, I can keep scrolling. And I can scroll. And then I hit the night that I broke up with him. January 13th. I get to that. In that message. That night. He messages her. Well, it wasn't January 13th because it was after midnight already. So it was January 14th. So like 2.30 a.m. January 14th. He texts her and goes, well, it's finally over. I finally ended it with lace. <laughs> First of all, I broke up with that I motherfucker. I love when you read that <laughs> shit and you're just like, God. So he texts her in the fucking morning. The, within 20 minutes of me breaking up with him and thro- while I'm throwing his shit over the balcony, he's texting this bitch who I have over tipped many times sitting at her fucking bar, bullshitting with her after work. You paid for her boob job. I'm 99% sure she has fake boobs. That's so funny that you said that. Um, So I, and then he texted her. She's the first person he texted after we broke up. And this is just some bitch he works with. Mm -hmm. They're not good friends or anything. Oh, are they? So I can continue to scroll back. Guess who got real lazy the last two or three months of our relationship? This motherfucker. So he had not deleted anything. And there were those sextings and the hooking ups and the... There was like like admitting like that they'd hooked up and stuff? There was when I blew you in the car... In the parking lot yesterday, I'm still thinking about your blank, blank, blank in my mouth. Yeah. While I'm with him. So that's when our, when, before I broke up with him. So I broke up with him in January. This is, we're looking at November, December text messages, Right. Where she's describing positions. She talked about, I want you to bend me over the couch again. Oh my God. This is like a whole relationship he had on the uh, side. Uh, exactly. So get this. So I find all that at night. I do the whole thing. Scroll, screenshot, scroll, screenshot, scroll, screenshot, right? I collect all the information. I text myself all the information. I go into his phone. I delete all the screenshots of the text messages. I go to the conversation between the two of us. I delete all the screenshots of the text messages that I texted to myself. I hold that information in my body. And then you go back and you delete the deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and delete the deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm just, I've, yes. I know the No, pit. you do it. So I did all of that, and then I had to leave for work the next morning, and I was going to wait and do it later. 
And I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna do it before I go to work. I can't wait any longer. I'm not gonna wait till I get off work to go to his job and confront him and her at the restaurant. Also, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna end up in jail and I don't wanna do that again. So I, <laughs> I wake him up with screaming. Yeah. Like, I get it. You were fucking her this entire time. Oh my, cause I don't know how far back it went, but cause he had been deleting up until like November. So it's like where you started the conversation with them, where I could see where their conversation started. It didn't start with like light flirting or, hey, I'm so glad you sent me your number. It started in the dead center of something already happening. Bend me over. They had been, yes, exactly. It started with you like- You start want a you, relationship right, with right, bend me over. Right, So then let's like go- You know each other's middle names at that point. Yep. So once I bring all this up, the first thing he is, what? Who? Who? No, I don't. What I, do you mean? I didn't you got mine? Oh. I'm not, I don't know who oh, that is. I don't know anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no. And then when we were able to find it, and I screamed and yelled and cussed him out and threw shit and went to work and then went to work and immediately started crying at work that morning. And I was at a bar again. I was working at a bar. And um, cry, 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 cried. Uh, was so upset. Um, yeah, the whole thing, like, it sucked so bad because then I had to tell everyone around me and they're all like, but he still lives with you. Then I just felt more judgment from everybody else around me. Well, then when I was finally able to, like, go home and talk to him about it, and we were actually able to sit down and talk about it, he lied through his teeth every step of the way. He made up so many things. Why? He's like, that's just her flirting with me. We never did anything. And I was like, she's flirting with you by recapping the situations of y'all, like the the details of y'all fucking, is her flirting with you? I was like, that's not how flirting works. First of all, I'm so proud of you for not buying into it at all. <laughs> how could I have bought into that? I was like, I'm telling you though. Nope, I didn't believe not you, one. Do you think if like you had found that out before you'd broken up with him that you would have believed? Oh him? no, it would have been the exact same thing. No, okay. 100 not. I'm not an idiot. I saw every single detail. I'm not trying to call you an idiot. I'm sorry. But I had way more information yeah. in that those text messages than you did in yours. And mine had been going on for months. And they worked together. And all. And I saw her face and I saw him calling her by her name. I mean, it was... I've never been so angry in my life. And this is a man that I have broken up with. But you know what was so beautiful? I've never been so angry and so relieved at the same mm-hmm. time. Because then that moment that I found out that he had been cheating on me before I broke up with him, it sealed every decision that I made. I was like, I did make the right decision. I, my instincts were right. I was not crazy this whole time. He does have a tendency to cheat. He did cheat. God knows how many other times he cheated back when we had Motorola Razor phones mm-hmm. and Nokia fucking brick phones. Oh my God, and time? we went through all those phones together. To our oh, iPhones. you were dating during the Nokia brick? Oh, yeah, girl. He met me when I had a Nokia brick. I think he had a razor at the time. We moved on through phones, and we moved on through up to iPhones, and that's how I was able to finally catch him because I had everything. I had clear visual photos, clear visual text, and God, all that. Think about everything that went unnoticed before then. Via the razor. Like, we think that we're good detectives. You know how good of a detective you had to be pre- With T9? Right. Girl, it's T nine. Yeah, 
So I had everything, Jesus. and that was it. That's when I. That was the second time I threw all of the stuff over the balcony. And that time it didn't come back in. And did it, it did not make it back into my house. So that it, time, that was the last time. So wait, like, how did he get out? Uh, that I can't remember. It was all just kind of a blur. I was so ooh, excited ooh, what to a, finally ooh, have what everything. A rage of tornado. He continued to lie. He continued to defend himself. To, uh, I think he probably will to his grave. He he's still to this day like he finally saw me do that bit uh, that I do about him. He came to one of my shows for the first time. Um, the bit, have we talked about the bit? The bit is about like scroll screenshot, scroll delete, screenshot, scroll, yeah, scroll, yeah, go through the, yeah, 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 yeah. And in the in the in the bit, I talk about like me and my ex. I'm like we had sweet pet names for each other. Like I'd call him Sugar Toe, and he'd call me a crazy bitch like my mom. <laughs> and then we used to do this fun thing together on the weekends called fighting in public. So I did the whole bit, and yeah. then I said, and then towards the end, I found out that I thought he had been cheating on me the whole time, and I found out he finally did. Uh, he was cheating on me, and I finally found it, and blah blah blah. And I went through his phone, and da da da. So I do, I tell it, but I, I condense it to make it sound like it all kind of happened at once. Yes, for the sake of um, comedy. For the sake of comedy, you yes. gotta tell the story yep. on stage the way. But the thing is, is um, it wouldn't have mattered if he there. There would be no cheating if we were broken up. But the thing that made it so different was the fact that it was happening before I had broken up mm-hmm. with him. So that's the whole, that's the reason I go into every single bit of detail about this because yeah. it's, it's not like I caught him while we were together. I just caught, I was able to scroll back and prove that while we were together, he was yeah. cheating on me and that all my decisions were right. And I was like, I was, I, I finally found vind, vindicated, I guess is yes. the word. Like I felt vindicated yes. and I was like, okay. Thank you. Now get the fuck out of my house, you Bye. cheating, mooching piece of fucking shit. God, you will not take months. advantage of me. It was not a full six months. I think, honestly, looking back, I think it was like four. I think it was like four okay. months, but still. But it feels yeah. That was it. It was four. It was four and a half it months. Took you had a little dove fly. Yep. It was four and a half months. So it was, what was so beautiful is uh, before Jared and I um, had our first like uh, at somebody's house's date. It was like the week that my ex moved out of the apartment. And he and came, then, and then Jared came over. And then I invited Aww. Jared over. And I finally was able to like, I cleaned my little house. And it was my little oh house my for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh my God, I finally officially it live is- alone. Oh, okay. and, and then I cooked him dinner and he came over and I made him salmon and I made him green beans, like the fresh green beans, you know, like the long ones. And I, the and I farmer's seared, seared those. Yeah. It, like in a pan with olive yeah. oil and fresh garlic. Mm-hmm. And you, you um, open the door in a robe. Yeah. And I made mashed sweet potatoes. I remember the whole dinner that I cooked. Him, oh my so. God. Lisa, I, mean, I just had that this week. Oh, and it's like, the, yeah, it is. It is. Did you have him over? Yes, but I'm so saying, we like, like over an hour talking about me. This is going to have to be two episodes. But what I'm yeah. saying is, it is, but I, I'm, I'm so excited because I, I just experienced that experience and it is the best experience. Isn't it the best? Yeah. To finally have your like, own little house yes, to yourself. Yes, you're like, this is my home. This is my home. And it feels like your home because you put like all the work into it yep. and you're like, and your stuff where you want it to be. In your 20s. In your 20s. You're not like trying to cater to another person and all there was ugly nasty shit in my in life i had lived by myself until that moment Ugh, it's such a good feeling and then i got to live by myself for the whole rest of the summer by myself and you get to like show it off to somebody you yes. like and have them over to my home yeah. and I have candles burning uh, oh my god they can- got you- to meet cammy the dog yeah that is our dog now it's been our dog for almost eight years callie's still kicking callie her name's uh, cammy god i i uh, 
Um, one of the yeah. most liberating feelings. It was the best feeling. And in the one whole of the most world. exciting things. And he had moved out that week, and I was finally been I, like the biggest weight off my shoulders that I could have ever had. And at that point, we had already gone on a date. Like that was the first night we like hooked up, hooked up. Um, but we had already gone on like a couple dates, and during the couple dates we had gone on. My ex was still half-assed living Did, in the house. You were like, he's out, come over, kind yeah. of thing? I don't even think I said that. I just finally, I just, I kind of like let that happen on the side and then just was like, hey, you want to come over to the house? He didn't ask. I don't think I said my ex is living with me. I don't think yeah. I ever said that to him. Um, I think he knew things were messy and complicated, but he was just super chill about it and super cool and didn't really care. He didn't, as, he didn't care about Jared drama. Does. Yeah. He gives no fucks about drama. does it. He did not. He's like, is the dude gone? You done? Like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, cool. It's the best. All you right. You'd like be like, oh, you don't. Well, when do you? So when are you gonna start all the? <laughs> when are you gonna start picking a fight with me in public? I don't yeah. know. No. Or, when does this happen? He you had know? no like, interest. He had no interest. It's in so funny any... when you get out of a shitty relationship and you start one with somebody and you're like, oh wait, oh. <laughs> just enjoy each other and party and have a good time and we just doesn't have to end up in a fight you're like i'm just i i didn't know you didn't have to do that yeah (laughs) i didn't know that we could make it through an entire foster the people concert without the person you're with running out of the door and knocking over the security guard because they're too drunk and they want to leave and you don't want to leave didn't know that's how they were. <laughs> Who knew? So Who knew? So, <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the that's the story, and that is what I condensed down to a bit on stage. Which so much more than that. So it's much such a more. it's such a um, coming of age. It really is. It is the classic coming of age tale. Yeah. Speaking of a classic coming to age tale, coming of age tale, um, I know that we have not even caught up with you. We'll catch up with you next podcast. Yeah, we'll do. What do you? Yeah, let's. Do you want to do like a? Do you want to do a mini like a Wednesday mini? I think we should. I think we should. Let's call Aaron on Wednesday. Let's just yeah, because this episode was way too long. It's longer than we anticipated, so we. But it's so necessary. Yeah. So we'll call Aaron to talk about her voicemail, and we'll we'll just toss in an extra bonus one this week. How about that? So we'll have the full one, then we'll have a, a bonus with Aaron, and then we'll have our regular Friday mini bowl of cheaties. I love it. Is that cool? I thank you so much for sharing your life story. Thank you for listening me. to there my... There was like a lot of nuggets I actually hadn't heard before. Oh, wow. Or maybe tuned out. I, no. Probably tuned out. <laughs> you are a golden retriever. Well, yeah, you get distracted very I do, easily. I do, I do. If, if you ever watch the video of this podcast... If we ever post it, we will. Because I've I've looked at our past too, and there's so many times when you're like engaged with the person talking, and I'm digging into my nails. <laughs> <laughs> or like many times I'm like, what's in that part of the roof? Or something. Like I. But this time you listened. I did listen. No, because I because I love you and I love the story. Thank and, you. And um and I think it's very important to hear. I, maybe because I went through the same experience, but I feel like probably a lot of people have gone through the same experience where you're just like, it's like that enlightening thing when you get out of it and you're like, God. Yeah. Thank, it was like I I was not probably the most smartest, but thank God I went through the it. The most smartest? Well, you just said most uh, smartest. Yeah, so. and I meant it. I probably wasn't the most smartest. 
<laughs> but thank God I went through it, and now I most learned most a lot. Yes, you are the most learned. Mm-hmm. Now. now I'm the most smartest. You are the most smartest yeah. now that you've been through it. Mm-hmm. But but things are going good. Quarantine is going good with Boo with new new oh, Bay. So great. I have so much to tell. I have oh, so many things to next tell. Pod. Um, Next pod. Oh my gosh. Save it for the pod. Okay, save it even the pod. Save it for the pod. That's save that's it. that's what we tell each other yes. in live action form yes. all the time. We say, shut up. Shut up. Don't save tell it me for the pod. Anything. Yeah. Don't say another word. All right. Well, good. I'm glad I got this story out. So Thank this you so will be much. my origin story uh, of Cheaty. So that's what this episode was. We will have our episode with Aaron coming up soon. And then of course our minis are always gonna be on Friday where we talk about the the uh, voicemail that we chose. So y'all keep calling. Leave okay, because voicemail. Oh my god, I cannot like. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, I am the next few stories that I've heard, and I I've had to cut people off because I'm like it's, it's getting so too much. good. Yeah, and they can't tell. Okay, that's another thing too. Stop DMing us and emailing us your stories. You've got to put it in the voicemail so we can play the voicemail mm. on the podcast. Rains. Please listen to us. Leave us a voicemail. We'll listen to you. And once again, the voicemail is... 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-S-T-A-B-B-Y-8. That's right. And as always, if you want to get up to date whenever we drop episodes or whenever this corona thing is over and we're going to start doing live shows, you can text CHEATIES, that's C-H-E-A-T... I-E-S, no big deal. (laughs) Cheaties, 2555-888. And please, also, we would love if you gave us a rating. I think, is the only ratings on iTunes right now? I don't know. know. But but we are now live on, uh, we're now on Spotify. Now we're everywhere. So we're Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever they let you rate or review the podcast, please do it. It really helps us out because, like we said, we're out-of-work comics who have literally nothing else going on. Um, so this would be super helpful. Uh, but yeah, so I was going to say the number version of Stabby 8 because you might have to Google what the letters mean on the phone cause, like I had to the other day. Because we don't have no Nokia bricks no more. That's right. I so talk like your that again. iPhone will not tell you what the numbers are. So 888-STABBY-8 it also translates to 888-782-2298. 888-782-2298. Also text that number Catherine already mentioned. And just follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow us individually too to keep up with our lives and uh, shows if those ever happen again. Um, and you can follow me at Lace Larrabee, L-A-C-E-L-A-R-R-A-B-E-E. And you can follow me at KBiz9. That's right. I said it. KBiz9. K-B-I-Z-Z-9. That's right. And y'all have been amazing. Thank you so much for supporting us. Tell us your stories. We love you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's my wife, you asshole.